Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the Brittany Savage, formerly known as Brooke Carter. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by Brittany Savage, formerly known as Brooke Carter. So how are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing pretty well, uh, considering everything going on in the world. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Now, before we get started, I wanted to note that you recently spoke with my good friend Mike Larkin about your match with Beth Phoenix you had back in 2009. And at the time, you were only 22 years old and had only been in the business for about a year. So tell me, looking back, what takeaways do you have from that opportunity? Oh, yeah. Well, first, shout out to Mike. Uh, he's a great guy. All around awesome dude. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> 22. Wow. 11 years ago. Crazy. Um, any takeaways? Um, granted, like you said, I was almost a year into the business, so it was definitely scary going in there. Definitely very green going in there. So basically any takeaways I have would be just go with your gut. Just do what you think is best during that time frame. I was very scared, but it was a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. So never pass down an opportunity like that just because you feel like you're super new and just listen. Basically, don't say anything. Just listen. Because the best thing that you could do is listen to everyone who has been in the business for a lot longer than you. And the first person you met that day was Beth, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was Beth. So it was very, very awkward. Not awkward, but it was like weird because I was scared as it was going Mm -hmm. up against, well, potentially like, you know, she's she's a lot bigger than I am. Buff is what I mean by bigger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was I was definitely scared, but she was so sweet. But you never know what you're going to get with a lot of wrestlers. A lot of people I've met, they've been sweet. And then you have some people who are not the sweetest. And uh, she was definitely sweet. So it was great. And I just want to say, this was the exact time when I was first introduced to wrestling and got hooked on it back when I was 12, back in 2009, and would only watch Friday Night Smackdown. So I wanted to thank you for being a part of the women that got me hooked on wrestling, because especially like Beth Phoenix and Mickie James were two of my favorites. So thank you for being a part of that. I know that was an awesome opportunity for you, but I actually do remember that episode of Smackdown in that match. I do remember that. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's funny because when that match first aired, I actually was at a show in New Jersey, Sayreville, Mm -hmm. New Jersey, I believe it was, for National Wrestling Superstars. So it was, I had my match against uh, Nikki Oceans, and I believe actually uh, Sunny was there too. So Mm -hmm. it was cool because, you know, Sunny came out during my match. So that was awesome for me. She was hot back in the day. She still is, obviously. (laughs) Um, so it was cool, but then like everyone's like, Oh my god, your match is on and I'm just in a corner at first, like blushing. And I'm like, All right, let me see what I look like and I'm like, Oh my god <laughs> It's it's so weird just to see yourself on the screen. I bet it was. <laughs> and looking back on that match, it, it was noted that you had a background in dance. Now is there any truth to that? It's funny because I actually um, was speaking to Michael about it. So Matt Stryker had approached me in the back and I knew Stryker because I wrestled for NYWC multiple times, Mm -hmm. another great company to work for. And he's like, what do you have an extensive background in? And I was like, well, I danced when I was five. And he's like, okay, we're going to go with that. And I was like, okay, I quit when I was like, you know, 
three months in, but it's fine. We'll go with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny though. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny because even like watching back and hearing that, I just laugh every single time. I'm like, it's so funny because if anybody knew me, they know I can't dance for shit. So uh-huh. <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> But taking it back to where it all started, I heard you're a big fan of Trish Stratus. So what specifically drew you to her? Yes, Trish is the reason why I got into wrestling. I just loved everything about her. She, Her presence overall was great. She looked amazing. She had the blonde hair. She was a badass. You know, even though she was little, she Mm -hmm. still could run circles around people. Her size didn't matter. And just everything about her, she was super athletic. And I was like, I want to be exactly like a Trish. (laughs) Now, you were born in Brooklyn and spent a majority of your time in Women's Superstars Uncensored in New Jersey, but how did you end up there after training? Glad you asked that, actually. So I was actually out to dinner one night with uh, my ex-fiance at the time and um, (laughs) one of my friends at the time, Kevin Matthews, and uh, Kevin Matthews was on the phone with the Mick, who used to be the promoter for WSU, Mm -hmm. and they needed a female talent, and it was approached to me to be that female talent for <laughs> for their card and I was like um I don't think I'm ready and they're like well this is how you get ready you know you have to go out there you have to do a few matches in order for you to become better so I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I was like I'll suck but it's fine <laughs> I'll still do it because that's how you become better mm-hmm. so that's True. how I actually was presented with becoming part of the roster for WSU. Did they have you like have like a tryout or they were just like you're in? No I was just yeah it was just like you're in. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It (laughs) is. It was was really cool. Um, Back then, WSU was actually female and male. You know, now CZW is doing everything with WSU. Um, But this is like back back in the day before WSU was just for women. It had men as well. So it was pretty cool because I got to be there, I think, a year after WSU first started. So Now tell me about the AC Express with Miss April. Was there chemistry between you guys immediately or did it take some practice? No, there was definitely chemistry with um, April and myself. Like, we hit it off straight away, but getting into the match, obviously, we didn't even know that we were going to tag together. It was kind of just presented to us um, mm-hmm. last minute because the people who were supposed to wrestle um, didn't show up. Um, so her and myself went against uh, the beat-down Betty. Beat-down which Betty's, was, yeah. Yeah, Annie Social and Roxy Cotton at the time. So, yeah, no, we just, we had chemistry straight away, so it was pretty cool. Did you guys have, like, a tag team finisher at all? We didn't, actually. April and I tagged uh for a short period of time before she was signed with wwe so we never really were able to come up with a finisher for us like for a tag team so she did the shining wizard though at the time and mine was uh the code breaker the lung blower now the time you started your career around the late 2000s there was definitely a huge focus on looks and appearances more than the actual wrestling itself especially for the women but did you feel a pressure to conform to those conventional and I put those in air quotes conventional precedents <laughs> at the time For sure um I always say it about myself I'm my own worst critic um so do I think that I was a great wrestler back in the day absolutely not I don't think I was a great like, not even great. I don't even, I think I was a good, a better mm-hmm. wrestler uh, within my last two years of wrestling. Anybody can go out there and think that they're the greatest, but the truth is you're not the greatest until you've been in wrestling, busting your ass for X amount of years. So I definitely think that I was justified as the girl next door because I was blonde and I had the tan. Yeah. And I mean, it was great being the girl next door, but after a while, I was like, I want to be more than that. So I just continued to train until I became more than that, but still it wasn't good enough for me. And if you notice, I don't like to go off the top rope 
have yes. decided heights. I barely even like the middle rope. Mike always makes fun of me, but I'm very honest. I don't like things like that. And uh, my point of view is you don't need to be a high flyer. As long as you can tell a story, that's what makes you a wrestler. What do you think was the best story or feud you had while you were still in the business? My best feud, I would say, was with Alicia. Yes. As well as with Mercedes Martinez. I did have moments with Sassy Stephanie, too. So I would say those three, definitely. And, oh, sorry, and Rick Cataldo. So maybe there's like four. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of feuds going on between all of us. What storyline, like you said, like telling a story, what story stands out to you the most? Like psychology-wise and then the interaction with the crowd, which, which one specifically stands out to you the most? Probably when... I first turned heel, I would say, um, because nobody saw it coming because I was a little old girl next door, Brooke next door, Carter, yeah. who, <laughs> who, uh, Rick Cataldo came out and, you know, he signed a new person to be with his little group. Well, actually, we didn't even have the group at all, but it was like he signed somebody and it turned out that it was me. So that's when I heel turned against Alicia and then I ended up becoming Brittany Savage. So to me, that meant a lot because first going into wrestling, I made up this fake name, Brooke Carter. Obviously, mm -hmm. Carter was Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Um, and Brittany Savage is actually my real name. So I didn't want to make wrestling my real name part of wrestling because I was scared because there's a lot of creeps in the world. True. Um, but I was like, you know what? I have a badass name. So yeah. why not use it? So the heel turn was the perfect opportunity for me to use that name. I definitely that's kind of a very heelish name and it definitely works for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now theoretically, if you were to return to professional wrestling today, who would you have your eyes on to square off with? Oh. Oh god. Um I don't know cuz a lot of girls that I used to wrestle with, they either stopped wrestling because they became moms and uh, a lot of them are signed like Mercedes is signed to WWE. But that would still I be would dope. It would be amazing if, you know, one day, but, you know, I'll probably be way old by then. <laughs> um, so I guess, God, that's like a really tough question. Hmm. I honestly don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if, if Sassy Stephanie came out of, you know, retirement, I would mm -hmm. definitely like to get in the ring with her again. We've spoken about that, but I don't think I would want to wrestle against her. I think I'd want to actually team with her this time mm -hmm. around because it's different. So yes. <laughs> maybe that. <laughs> And obviously, wrestling has evolved in the last 10 years to where women's wrestlers are definitely getting bigger and better opportunities to showcase themselves like they deserve to. But there's also a huge level of empowerment. So is there a certain moment in your career where you felt the most empowered or perhaps either received a piece of advice from another person? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every single time that I was in WSU, I would always receive um, positive or even if it's like negative feedback for me to help advance myself from um, Mercedes Martinez and Rain, um, Angelina Love. They would all help critique me so that way I can work on things. What was one piece of advice that stands out to you the most? Um, I remember I was at a show with Angelina Love and uh, my kicks looked a little more on the fake side. So she kind of helped me learn how to better kick mm -hmm. inside of the ring to kind of like pull back more. So that always sticks in my head. And then Mercedes just, you know, when I turned heel, she was like, I love the cockiness you have, but you have to present it more to the mm -hmm. crowd, play to the crowd more. So definitely those two things. 
And Women's History Month just passed. So is there any women you look up to in life and why? Oh, yeah, of course. I definitely look up to my mom um, mm-hmm. because, you know, she helped me along the way with every little breakup I've had or anything in life. And she's definitely been very strong and she's always been there for me and always had has been very supportive of everything that I've done within my life and career, no matter if it was good or if it was bad. Definitely as a mother should. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's obviously you've retired from wrestling and have had since had a daughter. So can you tell me more about the transition from focusing just on wrestling to now becoming a mother? Yeah. So obviously um, being a wrestler, I was on the road all the time, every weekend wrestling Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes multiple matches on a Friday or a Saturday. So constantly being on the road and having that as my main focus. And then once I had my daughter, having her as my main focus, I wouldn't take anything back um, at all. I don't regret anything. I think it's awesome. I love my daughter. So having my daughter definitely changed my life, um, definitely changed it for the better. So I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely a transition at first, but it wasn't a bad transition because right away when I found out that I was having my daughter, I immediately cut off wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, no questions asked. I was like, I'm done. I can't do it. Um, then I got back into it when my daughter was uh, a few months old. Um, I tried to get back into it a little bit and then I kind of stopped. And then once I moved back to New York, I got into it a bit more and I went back to NYWC and I got myself back into better shape. Uh, then I was having situations with my neck. I had a lot of problems going on with that. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me pull away from wrestling. Um, I had doctors tell me not to wrestle anymore, and I didn't want them to be the ones who called it quits for me. I wanted to be the one to call it quits, so it's kind of why I pulled back and left. I know one of your last matches was Willow Nightingale, but do you remember the exact last match you had? Yeah, my last match was against Megan Mason. We had a no-DQ match at NYWC. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to put your neck at risk. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't bad. I used my neck to an advantage during that match, and nobody knew that I was going to do that. So everyone mm-hmm. kind of thought that I really, like, mm-hmm. hurt my neck. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm okay. Gotta <laughs> keep it kid, babe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sorry. I, you know, just kind of went with it. You know, I didn't think anybody was going to think I really hurt myself. But <laughs> I was like, should have known better. But <laughs> it's wrestling, right? You're supposed to do that. (laughs) Now, switching gears here, I've also seen that you have quite a few tattoos, but is there one that means the most to you? Yeah, um, actually, I have one on my collarbone. It says Kesarasara. So what that means is whatever will be what will be. Um, My dad used to sing that to me when I was little all the time. And my dad passed away during my senior year of high school when I was 15. So it was like very beginning of senior year, September 14th. Um, So to me, that's the most you know, the one that means the most. Uh, so it's actually that one. And I have one on my forearm for my, my daughter. So those two. Uh-huh. I hope one day. Well, no, she's about that age where, yeah, she's old enough now. She's like almost six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you like showed her it before? Showed her my tattoo or? The yeah, the tattoo. one dedicated to her. Yeah. She sees them all, all the time. And uh-huh. she's like, what is that? And she knows now that it's tattoos and stuff. She always looks at my sugar skull that's on my ring finger mm-hmm. and she loves that one. She's like, I want a tattoo. I'm like, all right, well, when you're you know, <laughs> that age, you can get one. Maybe she can have one for you. Yeah, I'll definitely go and get a matching tattoo. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I saw today that you were talking about favorite television shows and characters, and you mentioned The Golden Girls as one of your favorite, and I want to note that me and my mom have actually been binge-watching that very much lately. <laughs> and on, it's on Hulu, in case that's not where you watch it. It's on Hulu, all of it. And I personally feel like I identify with your favorite character, Dorothy, as well, but why is she so special to you? Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I actually used to watch it on Hulu all the time, and then I watch it on the Hallmark Channel, and mm-hmm. it's silly because I have every single season um, because I'm like a Golden Girls nerd. Um, it's not but, silly. I got my mom a Golden Girls shirt two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> right? I got my mom a couple too, and I have some. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a great show. And Dorothy is my favorite character. Um, I relate to her a lot because, you know, she had that ex-husband who kind of walked out on her. Yeah. Her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's totally fine. Except, like, thankfully, you know, (laughs) thankfully I don't have, like, a lingering fan who's always around. (laughs) You know. (laughs) But uh, she also, like, has no luck with men. And I feel like that's me. Like, I mean, I have, you know, I've been approached several times because every woman gets approached, right, by a man. But you, in life, get to a point in time when you have no choice but to be picky. And I've you know, I used to be a little bit picky, but not as picky as I should have been. So now I've gotten to become super picky. So I definitely relate with that. And then, you know, she has those smart remarks. And a lot of times I kind of have smart remarks. Mm -hmm. And I consider my mom to be Sophia, because that's exactly how my mom and I act. (laughs) She's like the Sophia to my Dorothy is what I say. But yeah, that's definitely why I relate to her the most. Like she's, she's hysterical. It's pretty sad because I literally relate in those same ways as well <laughs> with the men thing and then being yeah. sorry, having sarcastic remarks. It's quite sad, but <laughs> you're not alone. Right? Oh, she's great. And Sophia's good too, but Dorothy's my all-time favorite. Fair enough. Now, what else have you been doing to keep yourself busy during this quarantine? <laughs> I've been my daughter's teacher. <laughs> so True. Um, We've been doing a lot of homework, but I am the type that likes to buckle down and get it done in, like, two days. So that way she has the rest of the time to, like, play and stuff, you know? It's kind of good. So I kind of, like, cram it all in there. (laughs) Uh, So I've been busy with that. I'm getting back into a workout routine starting Monday, actually. I was going to start this week, but, you know, it's Easter and my daughter's birthday. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, pizza and then Easter dinner is not going to make me diet. Um, so but pizza's you know, always good. And, exactly, it is. It's so good. But I'm like looking at myself. I'm like, ew, not okay. So, <laughs> so I need to definitely get back into a workout routine, and this is the time to do so. I don't want to just sit and eat chips. But chips are so good too. They're so good, right? I know, but like they're so greasy. So I've been trying to eat baked chips. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a little better, <laughs> right? I just. You know, and then I'll go to my rice cakes next week. So, oh. <laughs> do you have a certain workout tip that you plan to do? I actually, I used to be a personal trainer, but mm-hmm. I haven't had anything to really motivate me lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was motivated when I got back into wrestling. So that helped me get fit super fast. I think I'm just going to start working out because I would like to become a fitness model. Um, mm-hmm. It's something I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do, especially when I lived in Florida. But I was so consumed with wrestling that I just didn't yeah. focus on it. So I feel like if I put my mind to that, thinking about that constantly, then it'll help me get motivated more. And I've been watching a lot of Rocky IV, to be honest, <laughs> when he fights the Russian. Mm-hmm. So I like blast yep. music and I do his little work. Well, I don't do his workouts, but I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what other songs get you motivated or in the groove when you're working out? 
Um, well, definitely the one from Rocky Four, yes. uh, No Easy Way Out. I definitely love that one. That definitely motivates me. And then a lot of Taking Back Sunday and brand new. It's like older stuff, but it definitely mm-hmm. helps motivate me. I can't. Britney Spears, too. She comes <laughs> on every now and then. <laughs> She's a good one for sure. Yeah. And now I also saw today that you want to do your own podcast sometime, which you totally should. So do you know if you have a topic in mind or what it would be about? And P.S. I can help you if you need it. But (laughs) just theoretically, like, what are your aspirations for that? Um, I mean, it's something I spoke about a long Mm -hmm. time ago before I moved to Florida with Mm -hmm. Nikki Adams, actually. Um, We were both contemplating on doing a podcast together back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically just like wrestling really. And just what the everyday life of a wrestler looks like and from beyond that point. So definitely stuff like that. Like I would definitely, if I do a podcast, I would definitely have somebody like a Nikki Rocks on there who used to wrestle and she's one that, you know, had a transition because now she has two children. Yeah. So stuff like that, just like how do you transform from that to that and just like workout routines, how do you get back into your everyday life and then, you know, other wrestlers who are still in the business and what their everyday looks like do you have a piece of advice for any wrestling hopefuls for today what you mean by that exactly (laughs) when they're first starting out and because i know training is rough do you have a piece of maybe motivation inspiration to keep them motivated when they're like first starting out training oh yeah definitely um definitely don't give up don't let anybody you know bring you down when i first started training i was training with a whole bunch of guys and i was left on the outside of the ring being the only female because they thought Mm -hmm. i was going to quit after some time and I stuck Mm -hmm. I stuck it out yeah I stuck it out it was brutal it made me feel like crap but it only pushed me more because I'm like you know what like this is something I want to do it's something I'm working towards um so definitely don't give up because you can come a long way like look at Mercedes Martinez she's been doing this for so long she's signed with WWE now um Santana Garrett's another one like just don't ever give up your dreams if it's something that you think that you want not even think it's something you know you want you definitely have to have the mentality for it too, not just the physicality, because it's definitely mind fucking. Uh, there's a lot of politics <laughs> that go into it. So you, yeah. have, you have to just take day by day with a grain of salt. And before I let you go, can you please let the listeners know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, for sure. My Twitter is at Britty Savage or Britty Sav. I forget one of the two. You could just try either or. Um, <laughs> and then my Instagram is at Britney Savage. And thank you so much again, Brittany. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. And that about concludes this episode of A Wrestling Gal. I had so much fun bonding with Brittany over our love of Golden Girls. And she's just a really awesome woman that you guys need to go and check out and follow at the Brittany Savage. And yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I hope everyone again stays safe in all of this. And I can't wait for a lot more content for you guys to hear. I'm very much looking forward to it. See you guys.